Hi everyone, welcome to the I Don't Know Show with Joe. I'm Joe, and I don't know much about the war on drugs, but my guest Akiva does. Akiva Mandel, thank you for joining the show. Thank you for having me on. So, I guess the first thing to get started is, what is the war on drugs? Very good question. And again, if I'm talking too fast at any point, please let me know. Yeah. So, I did a few bullet points of a couple of questions and facts something that we both could you know dive into let's start with our good old most favorite source in the america wikipedia yes i also have wikipedia open here great (laughs) so quick brief on the quote war on drugs Uh uh-huh i'm gonna read this the war on drugs is a global campaign led by the united states federal government wow that's crazy of drug prohibition military aid and military intervention with the aim of reducing the illegal trade of drug the illegal drug trade in the united states the initiative includes a set of drug policies that are intended to discourage the production, distribution, and consumption of psychoactive drugs that the participating governments, yeah, right, and the United <laughs> Nations have made illegal. The term was coined by none other than President Richard Nixon, really? And po- <laughs> popularized by the media shortly after a press conference given June 18, 1971, the day after a publication of a special message from President President Nixon to the Congress on drug abuse prevention and control, which he declared drug abuse the, quote, public enemy number one. Mm. That's our public enemy? Okay. Yeah. Um, That message to the Congress included text about devoting more federal resources to the prevention of new addicts, good, and the rehabilitation of those who are addicted, right? But that did not, but that part did not receive the same public attention as the term war on drugs. Two mm-hmm. years prior to this, Nixon had formally declared a war on drugs that we directed toward eradication, inter- interdiction, and incarceration. Wow. Incarceration, incarceration for sure. Incarceration yes, yeah. for sure. I mean, wow. That's that one paragraph right there. Just, I mean, who would have thought that this whole national, global war on drugs was coined by the United States? Oh, yeah. President. I mean, I knew that. It's the United States war. Did you get the next sentence? <laughs> no, go ahead. The next sentence says, In 2015, the Drug Policy Alliance, which advocates for an end to the war on drugs, estimated that the United States spends $51 billion annually on these initiatives. Wow. Which, in 2023, after all the money we've given to Ukraine, doesn't seem like that much money. But $51 billion used to be a lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> And in 2021, after 50 years of the drug war, others have estimated the U.S. has spent a cumulative $1 trillion on it. Oh, my god! So we definitely spent a lot of money on this. Um, and I guess, what's your opinion on the war on drugs? Are you in favor? Are you against? Well, I have – it's not – it's, well, it's not that simple. It's kind of okay. like – it's kind of like I wish it's, – it's, I wish it were that simple, but it's not. So I wrote a couple of things. Here's a couple – I wrote my thoughts down. Okay. He, A.M. Keith Mandel. First of all, who is really benefiting from this, the, the war on drugs? Who is, like, benefiting? What's The goal was to stop the drug use, right? Okay. Has it stopped? Has it increased? It depends where you are. Right. But if you think about it, who's benefiting this? The U.S. government? The cartel? Your, um, average, your, your average citizens? The rich? So, for sure, the cartel. Yes. Yeah. Um, and... Uh, who else is benefiting? How, like, I guess the U.S. must be benefiting somehow. They keep doing it, right? They're spending money on it. Otherwise. So what, what benefits are they receiving? Well, I hope they're receiving the benefit of people stop using drugs. Yeah, well, that's, that's not uh, the case. But I, I'm actually interested to get into whether or not that's a, a good thing or a bad thing. But uh, it sounds like you think that's a bad thing, but the government's not doing a good job of, of achieving that. Well, yeah, if you think about it, um, right now... If you, I don't know how much news you read, but there's a lot of fentanyl going around. People yeah. lace drugs. People are literally dying left and right. Whether mm-hmm. I don't care where it's coming from. We come from Mexico or China, wherever the hell it's coming from. Right. But the fact that all these people are buying streets from the drugs. Sorry, English. Drugs from the streets. Drugs yeah, from the, I drugs, got you. Drugs from the streets could be laced with who knows what. Could be laced yeah. with glass, um, even a freaking metal. Like they're just putting stuff in their nose and their arms or whatever. Yeah. So that's that. I think maybe that could be avoided if you just had whatever they're trying to buy. Regulated by the government, such as right. marijuana. Wouldn't isn't it better if you go to a dispensary that's taxed and carefully done? Like Colorado, uh, we were went to a ski trip 
Uh-huh. And uh, I, I personally don't really smoke, but when they visited the shop, I was so impressed of how yeah, nice it's professional. How, it was professional and said, you're not 21, get the hell out of here. Yeah. It's kind of like a liquor store. Yeah. Well, well I'm, I'm against the tax part of it, kind of like taxes, but, yeah, taxes uh, but I agree true. with, like, uh, you know, when, when things are legal, then they can be regulated. I, mean, I don't th- think the government necessarily has to regulate it, but it's out in the open. People can investigate what the ingredients are. Mm-hmm. Uh, there could be labeling. There could be third-party certifications. Um, when things are illegal, then you're dealing with the, the cartel. Mm-hmm. You're dealing with people selling drugs on the street. Mm-hmm. You're dealing with uh, uh, drug dealers who do not care what the product that they're giving to the mm-hmm. customers and addicted customers who do not care about the product that they're receiving. Um, there's no education within the market. Um, and I think it was something like 90% of all the – it was either heroin or cocaine – in New York City was laced with fentanyl. I think it was heroin. 90%. Yeah, isn't that crazy? Yeah. Speaking of which, well, we're not, we're not there yet, but there was a thing I wanted to talk about. Um, I, I, was, I was doing some research about New York law and drug laws. Uh-huh. Did you know that in this New York State literally has what they officially call, quote, harm reduction centers? You know what those are? Yeah. It's where anyone can freely use syringes, a.k.a. you can shoot up heroin or, yeah. meth or whatever the hell it is. And there's actually a website for you for sites for you to go to do it. Yeah. Are you in favor of that? Um, no. But do you think that's but that that goes How, to what what you were saying before about legalizing and regulating? Isn't that better than the uh, for putting things to the cartels and making it illegal and, and dangerous? This provides a safe resource. But they're still using the illegal drugs. They're not buying it from a uh, heroin store. They're still using the illegal drugs, but people are are dying less because they have like nurses on site. They're not sharing needles. Really? Well, that's like the main the main. Oh problem, right, because right? it was a needle it's, disposal area. Right, right, yeah. You know, yeah. so um, it's it's funny that it's both illegal and harm reduction at the same time. Right. Like, they should probably pick one or the other, but yeah. the harm reduction sounds better than the illegal to me. But it's just like it's just like if if, if they're if you're letting them shoot up, might as well give take, give them a place to buy it from. Maybe that's even better. Right. Yeah. Right. Like. Yeah. So maybe like before we get into all the the bad parts of the war on drugs, do you think there have been any positive results at all? Um. Well, potentially. I mean, so the war on drugs was really big in the '80s and '90s when Nixon was. When I think Bush was president at the time. Pablo Escobar. Uh-huh. Right. That guy was. The wealthiest criminal in history, having uh-huh. amassed a net fortune worth of U.S. thirty billion dollars by the time of his death, equivalent to seventy billion dollars. Yep. Twenty twenty two. So one of the all good, thanks to the CIA. All thanks to the CIA. So the good part of the war on dr- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so the good part of the war on drugs is that they were able to catch him. Right. That's the only good part of it. Yeah, but I mean, they might have been the ones who made him rich in the first place. Well, no, the, the people who made him rich were his customers. Well, his customers went to him because drugs were illegal. Ah, it's I, circular, I, it's, right? It's circling, yeah, exactly, exactly. So, like, so I mean, was it maybe? So one of the benefits, I mean, he was a, kind of a, a bomber and a murderer. Like he bombed, uh, I'm pretty sure he bombed it. He had someone bomb an airplane for he, him. He killed bombed a lot of bus. people, but he has a lot of uh, people who uh, uphold him as a saint because, like, while he w- did kill a lot of people, he also helped a lot of people in certain communities in Kalayan, like Medellin he helped he just literally gave them cash because they were so poor and he was so rich yeah. yeah so I mean that's like the trope of these like uh, these gangsters that have like their own set of morals that most people disagree with but within their own community they're like benefactors I just I just remember reading and I also I don't know if you ever watched that show Narcos which is yeah it's a very, it's, very, it's good, very, good. very very cool yeah. show um, I just remember like he goes the US pissing me off I'm gonna go bomb an airplane yeah. USB up, I'm going to go bomb another bus. And it was interesting. This is like, that was like literally, I would say, one of the heights of the war of drugs because when the U.S. government and the Colombian government, the CIA and the Colombian, what was it, the special unit, I forgot what it's called, uh-huh. they were working together to get down this guy. And it took them so long, costing all this money, costing lives. So now you have to ask yourself, was it worth it? Eh, where did all this money go anyway? Yeah, I mean, it's a lot of uh, a lot of money and lives wasted on, on this drug war, to in, kill one in guy. my opinion. Yeah, and, and and I do think the government was complicit in a lot. There's a lot of theories. Uh, not not mm-hmm. all of it's mm-hmm. proven. Maybe I'll go, I I I found some interesting uh, theories. I'd be interested in getting your opinion on. Sure. All right. One is that like this was started by by Nixon in order to 
um, in order to vilify the, the hippie movement and the black power movement. So those two communities were um, people that they wanted to associate with illegal activities so they could incarcerate them, um, dismiss their ideas. Like the hippies were very anti-war. The, the black yeah. people want to upset the whole power structure. Mm. Uh, and so they uh, associated these, these people who, who were heavy drug users um, of, of marijuana and, and uh, psychedelic drugs and, and crack cocaine and all those things. Uh, in order to vilify these communities. And there is a quote by, by somebody to that effect. But just because somebody said something doesn't mean it, it's the case. But right, right. there is a quote from somebody who said that was the reason it was started. What do you think about that theory? So, Funk, if I'm understanding correctly, you're, you're telling me that this whoever this source came from, they said that they believe the war started because Nixon wanted to bring down uh, or target the communities of the hippie movement and the black power movement? Yeah, so th- there was a guy, his name is John Ehrlichman. He was assistant to the president for domestic affairs under Nixon. And he was quoted as saying, the Nixon campaign in 1968 and the Nixon White House after that had two enemies, the anti-war left and black people. You understand what I'm saying? Hmm. We knew we couldn't make it illegal to be either against the war or black, but by getting the public to associate the hippies with marijuana and blacks with heroin and then criminalizing both heavily, we could disrupt those communities. We could arrest their leaders, raid their homes, break up their meetings, and vilify them night after night on the evening news. Did we know we were lying about the drugs? Of course we did. It's a quote. Doesn't mean right, that's what right. Nixon's motivation was, but that's what pe- people who who use the theory will point to that quote as the. So the the more the, I mean, if if it's true that they did bust on these particular like movement, like, and yes, they all lean the left, right, which is against Nixon. I wouldn't say that's not entirely false. It sounds kind of accurate, right? Mm. I mean, why wouldn't Nixon want to get his team to do that? He did Watergate. Right, he, yeah. was, he resigned for it. <laughs> like, I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't it's not be, beneath him to. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, it's not beneath. I wouldn't be surprised if he did something like that. I'm not saying it for sure, but right, right, I'm right. saying I would not be surprised. Right, that makes sense. Do you think the policies in the contained within the war on drugs were either intended to be racist or unintentionally um, impact people of color disproportionately? Well, it depends. Like, so at one point, the black community had a heroin problem, and then fast forward a few years later, I think there was a crack epidemic. Mm-hmm. So, which drugs were they targeting? That's another. You like, were they targeting specifically heroin during that time period? Maybe. Were I mean, look at their like like. There's there right now the a heroin problem or an overdose. I think it's whoever this is really wealthy community in Connecticut, the Wall Street community. Uh-huh. And I was watching this documentary how a lot of these very wealthy businessmen. They take their boat from Wall Street, go straight to, I think it's Greenwich, Connecticut or something like that. And the amount of ambulances and overdose they went through are these very wealthy people. But you don't see the government doing anything about that, right? So maybe there, maybe it could be targeting some racist you know, communities in some way. Yeah. I, that, that was an argument that was made by this book, the, the New Jim Crow, that I read. I think a lot of it was overblown in my opinion. But, who wrote that but book? a lot of it made sense. Like Who, who wrote that book? I don't recall, but... Um, like, like one of the things they brought up was, for example, the um, the incarceration uh, charges for someone who did cocaine, which was like a pre- predominantly white drug, versus someone who did crack cocaine, which was a predominantly black drug, were very uh, disproportionate. You want more? Sure, why not? Um, so that w- that's like one of the examples that that they brought up. Like, so. You know, they made claims that it was intentionally racist from the outset, which it's very hard to prove. But the fact that it disproportionately affects communities of color, right. I think, is accurate. Well, um, right now, aren't if I'm correct, I believe I'm. Um, this is right now. I'm not saying well in the '80s or '90s or early 2000s, but right now, I believe all um, possession of crack cocaine and powder cocaine are both charged in the same extent. Uh-huh. I believe so. I don't. Okay. I'm pretty sure that's true. So I mean, right now, like, I mean, in my opinion, racism is little to none these days. It's, and if it is there, it's very hidden. Right. Very, very hidden. Like right. I, I, anyone can take a picture and you lose your job and whatever it is. So it's it's very, very hidden. You know, you got the the quote all right movement that's kind of dis 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 dishambled. Like. Yeah. So maybe back then it was easier to target groups because racism was not as weak or not as hidden. 
So yeah. it's definitely a possibility. And I, I wouldn't, someone showing me a piece of evidence, I wouldn't dismiss it right away. Absolutely not. Yeah. And there's like additional, there's, an, there's something else on top of this. It's another theory, but it kind of connects all these things together. Uh, it's an allegation. There's a lot of evidence for it that the CIA was involved in trafficking crack cocaine from Nicaragua to black neighborhoods in LA. So they specifically introduced the crack cocaine to the black neighborhoods and then um, and then criminalized it. And that is um, that's that's alleged. I think there's a lot of evidence pointing to it. They they were also prior to that involved in opium trading across Asia. Um, so. It's kind of ironic that the CIA uh, was involved in a lot of drug trafficking during the time of the war on drugs. Before that, they were actually helping former Nazis in, um, in Bolivia. They helped them overthrow the government there. They, there were former Nazis that were involved in the drug trades of, in Bolivia, and the CIA assisted them in overthrowing the government. Sounds, all that sounds very far-fetched to me. Yeah, it does. Except that there is evidence for it, and 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 it, I'm I'm not saying it's a hundred percent factual because there's a lot of allegations, but there's evidence that points to these things, and there is, you know, you know about MK Ultra, right? Uh, elaborate. Okay, MK Ultra is one hundred percent factual. There's a lot of theories around it because people will try to expand it. How about the Travis Scott the thing? No, 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 no. MK Ultra. This was a government um, program. The CIA. For a decade, and this has been declassified, there are government documents that support this. This is not a theory. This is a fact. Mm. They were they were trying to do mind control experiments by dosing people with LSD against their will for mm. a decade. They were carrying all sorts of experiments. They had um, this Operation Midnight Climax where they would spy on people having sex with prostitutes through two-way mirrors while they dosed them with LSD. Holy crap. They would give people... And, and here's where the theories come because this isn't necessarily 100% factual, but there's a lot of theories that, for example, Charles Manson was one of the people that was part of these experiments and, uh, and he was like had this cult with LSD on behest of the government. Um, the, uh, there were a couple of famous serial killers that were part of these experiments. I think, uh, Ted Kaczynski was one of them. Um, and I, I'm blanking on who the other one was, but that, this is like fact. This mm -hmm. isn't even, mm -hmm. um, like the theory is like, like everything that, uh, they were able to actually achieve with mind control. And they were working with former Nazis on this program as well. Um, this was right <laughs> after world war two, they had Nazi scientists come and basically continue you know, Nazi experiments on United States citizens. Wow. Um, and, and they were dosing people with drugs. So uh, I don't think it's, like, so far-fetched if they were also trafficking drugs in from Nicaragua um, based on what we know actually happened with this program. Um, but, yeah, it, it does sound far-fetched for sure. Wow. <laughs> MK84? MK84 Ultra? MK Ultra. MK Ultra. Shit, yeah. Man. Sounds like some crazy stuff. Yeah, look that one up. It will blow your mind. I'm put it in my notes, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it's it's pretty wild. Um, so, but but okay. So you're not coming from that side of it. You're you're basically saying, um, you know, we've had this program. We spent a lot of money. Um, it's not stopping drug use. It's uh, you know causing people to go to illegal. Uh, markets and, and deal with dangerous products. Um, it's making people who are doing illicit things the illicit way very wealthy. Very wealthy. You know, look it's at, like similar to prohibition. Look at Al Capone, right? man. Al Capone yeah. was one of the richest criminal gangsters like, yep. of all time. He's from Chicago, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like uh, it took him it took them years to get to get him down. He had connections in the government. Yeah, like Pablo Escobar literally controlled the Colombian government. He bribed his way out of anything. He was in. He became. I think he was in the the, the house. Actually, yeah. at one point. I mean, basically bit. all mob groups in the U.S. got their start during the Prohibition right. when alcohol was yeah. illegal. Dutch That's Schultz was up there. Yeah. All these guys, yeah. So, I mean, it's like I was, I, was, I, was, I, was, I was getting people's opinion. One of the opinions I got from someone was just your average, average citizen. Drug <laughs> prohibition is not only ineffective, but is utterly, utterly counterproductive at achieving the intended goals. Right. I mean, drug use is still... Highs, pun intended, highs ever. Yeah. yeah. 
Well, what do you what do you think about drug use in general? Do you think it should be illegal in the first place? I think it should be watched, legal, but it should be watched, supervised. Well, okay. Like, what like, do you mean? What do you mean? Well, it should be you know, carton cigarettes. Uh-huh. It says right there, government warning. If you smoke this, this will kill you. Yeah. It should say that for let's say I don't know you want to go to a LSD store, or a psychedelic store or a cocaine store. They should say anything warning. This could make your brain screwed up. This could put a hole in your nose. Like, okay. So, so you're in favor of legal but with warning labels. Yeah. At least that way people will know what they're buying. Yeah. Instead of like going to some street dealer in an alley behind a dumpster or something like that and buying who knows what from where. Yeah. I wonder what the effectiveness of those cigarette warnings are. For sure there's a correlation because I think there is less smoking now than there was, but I don't know – if anyone's proven if it was because of those warnings. And then on the other hand, mm. now that there's vaping, I, I think say, it's yeah, actually yeah. increased because now that everyone has a vape, there's probably more smoking going on. I think in between, but like before vapes were big, there was a huge decline mm-hmm. in smoking. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. It was probably like a seven or eight year yeah. period. I don't think it was the warnings. I think it was making smoking illegal inside. That's my theory about when that, smoking got less popular. That, that, that just made people pissed off. I don't think that, I mean... Like, I I just remember like during COVID, like there was this phrase. Do you remember? When, remember when you um when you were allowed to smoke in bars? Now you can't even drink in one because you all <laughs> you all, all, all have to drink outside, right? Yeah. Uh, so it just made everybody pissed off. Just, the people who are still going to smoke. They just go outside. The yeah. only people who I, who I don't understand, if you're on a ten hour flight or twelve hour flight, how the hell they um, are able to do it? They probably just go in the bathroom, and Jewel. I'm I'm guessing. Yeah. Which is why well, Jewel Jewel uses in, increase. Like that's crazy. so funny. Yeah. Because I I. Uh, I don't. I don't think the government should be involved in in any of this stuff. I think mm-hmm. you know whatever bar should make whatever rules they want. But I think that in an airplane it makes sense. Like yeah. everyone's sitting in the same metal tube. Mm-hmm. Like you can't have a smoking section. Right. That's yeah. retarded. It's, it's, like, it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> it's stupid. You, you could smell it. Like like I, I was I was on the subway a couple of times in the summertime when um well, a couple months ago when before the police started hanging around like the subway, um and like people were smoking. I would walk in a subway car. Like, I saw a guy last night smoking on the subway. Yeah, what what gives, man? Like, what you, come on, or woman? I don't know. Like, like, like why why you gotta be smoking in the subway? Go take it outside, like everybody else. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, I think I think to a certain extent, most if not all drugs should definitely be legal. With but let it be supervised. What's so hard? So, so hard. put a, put a label on it. You're warning this. Like like Julia says, nicotine is addictive. Yeah, just say let's say you go to the call it a blow store let's say you go to the, buy some cocaine warning cocaine is extremely addictive it should say that just but let you know you're putting yourself in harm's way so you think that should be the extent of government involvement is like warning labels or you think yep. should, there should be anything more than that or, or that be, that's well, basically what, what's who the, the fda makes those labels right they're a they're agency they're not are they technically federal gov- federal government they're federal they're drug f- agency federal, yeah, federal, right well that's the fd that's the f that's no i'm talking about the oh yeah it does, it does make sense yeah but then yeah yeah, so yeah. I don't know who 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 actually makes those labels, but um, well, whoever does, like, it, yeah, what's like, what's wrong with somebody? Somebody wants to, like, look at. I mean, alcohol was illegal once, and that didn't work out for anybody. Well, the alcohol has labels on it too, right? Exactly. So like, yeah. If you're warning, pregnant, don't drink, and when drinking can cause, like, sh- show me that bottle there for a second. Yeah, it says. It says uh, right there in plain English. Government warning, according to Surgeon General. Who's by, who's that by the way? Surgeon General's uh, Surgeon General Fauci. Uh, well, no, he, he's, he, uh, he's like the uh, chief disease. Women well, should not drink alcoholic uh, beverages during pregnancy because of the risk of birth defects. That's number one. Number two, consumption of alcoholic beverages impairs your ability to drive a car mm-hmm. or operate machinery and may cause health problems. Yeah, right there. So, do you think this is sufficient? Like that is the extent of the regulation you would want on drugs, right? But if you, but again, addiction is another thing. That is a whole separate conversation. Like you can put all the labels you want. Someone who's addicted, it's not going to stop them. Right. No, nothing will stop them. And and I mean, neither will it being illegal. Like if it's illegal, exactly. It's not so you might as well. Why and like why make all these legal? Why are you throwing all these people in jail? Then you have another question. What about for-profit prisons? Maybe they're involved too. Oh. Right. Oh. Think think about it. Oh, that's a big that's a big part of it. That's a big part of it. That's a big part right? of it. I, I think I that here, yeah. I think the military sorry the prison industrial complex the private prison industry lobbies lobby in favor sure thank you mm-hmm. of of drug laws i think they are part of that conversation yeah i, I tabbed in my notes here that's what i said right there what about for-profit prisons and then also think about this um a set this 
Paulo will get into this in a few minutes. What? Oh, cheers. What about company? What like the opioid crisis? We haven't got there yet, but yeah. that's a huge deal. What about these like? You know the the big pharmaceutical company Sackler, mm-hmm. of course, was founded by Jews because Sackler family, right? <laughs> so they. What are you saying about Jews? Uh, there's a they probably they most certainly have involved in this thing. <laughs> like, like the Jews as a as a group of people or as people who happen to be Jewish. People happen to be Jewish. Okay, mm-hmm. <laughs> I just wanted to clarify. I mean, there's like a large part of them. Like, <laughs> I mean, Sackler is one of the they're one of the largest. They got sued for like a million or a billion bucks. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. Rightfully so. I mean, people are literally dying left and right. Go to the doctor. Ow, my back hurts. Here, let me give you a prescription for that. Yeah. Why don't you just go smoke a joint? <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I think the cigarette industry got in trouble too. They were they were in the early they were saying yeah. secondhand smoke wasn't real or, or that the cigarette smoking doesn't cause cancer. Like they're basically lying. Like they're like they knew that their products caused harm. I, I think that's why Sacklers had to pay right. so much money because they knew their product caused harm, mm-hmm. and they were promoting it as no non-addictive did they i think that was why well, they lost problem. well yeah right well that's a big problem that's 100 percent. that's fault that's false advertising you can get yeah. sued for that 100 percent. yeah so then why if this is a side question how come mcdonald's doesn't say that <laughs> warning our food will make you fat and and, and obese <laughs> well well because they haven't got sued for it yet so they got sued because their coffee was too hot so and that's why it says on the cups right caution yeah. Yeah. container has uh you know don't touch it It, it'll burn you like it's too hot it'll have that warning but they they haven't gotten sued yet from people being fat so that's why it doesn't have warnings warnings usually come when they get sued right (laughs) yeah speaking of warnings so let's say i I, for for argument's sake i went to this cannabis store in colorado i'm like huh i'm 21 i can buy marijuana i didn't i just asked them hey man i see this giant jar of like a ton of weed i'm like i'm sorry sir I grew up in California, but I've never seen this amount of weed in the place. Do you mind if I hold it? He goes, yeah, sure, you can hold it. So I'm holding this. And I'm like, holy crap. It, it smelled nice before it was burnt. Yeah. It smelled like a nice plant. I have no interest in doing it. But I'm, And I'm looking for myself. I see the triangle there. The only uh-huh. warning they have is triangle, which is like adult content, as in like strong. Like if you smoke that shit, you'll get really high, like okay. blitzed. So that's a start. But it doesn't say that marijuana is addictive when pretty sure last time I checked it is. I don't think it is. First of all, um, anything can be psychologically addictive. I don't think everything is physically addictive. And there are certain things that lend themselves more easily to be psychologically addictive. And I think marijuana can be one of those things. Um, But things that are physically addictive are things like cocaine, Mm -hmm. heroin, alcohol. um, Cigarettes. Cigarettes. Basically, things that were, if you stop, you'll have withdrawal. I think that's like a physical addiction. Mm-hmm. Okay. Then you have mental addictions. And the things that are like most common in that category are like gambling, mm-hmm. porn, um, 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 blanking on the other common one. But like th- those are like mental addictions. They're not physically addictive. But there's Pretty something about games. the activity and like the your brain reward system mm. that lends themselves to be more commonly mentally addictive and anything can be mentally addictive sure. but certain things lend themselves more to it so so marijuana is is addictive in in some sense i think that if you're let's say a regular uh smoker and then you stop for a certain period i think you'll have you'll probably feel a certain way it's not like dangerous like if you if you stop alcohol cold turkey, you're an alcoholic, or you stop benzodiazepines hard tur- cold turkey, you're, you get withdrawal. You can die. Yeah, literally. You can die from quitting cold turkey if you don't do it carefully. Mm-hmm. Other things like you have to wean yourself off, whatever. Like if you if you just stop smoking weed, you might you might feel weird, but you'll be okay. Mm-hmm. Like I don't think there's anything dangerous about just stopping to smoke weed. So that's why I'm that's why I'm putting it more mm-hmm. in a like the mental side but everything's like it could be a little bit physical i mean sugar is also you could say it's like physically addictive but you're not gonna die you stop eating sugar right you just have to get used to it so yeah. there's like thresholds i i agree that yeah i think that's a very good point yeah yeah um and like for example how come so you see a pack of cigarettes says morning nicotine is an addictive chemical right so why doesn't it say that alcohol is addicting because it is so i started taking nicotine i wonder if it says it anywhere on here does it help? 
Yeah. Nicotine has a lot of health benefits. The problem with cigarettes is is smoking. Smoking is very bad for your lungs. And also it has tobacco and tar. Um, It has additives that are are unhealthy. But nicotine itself is like coffee. So coffee has health benefits and bad things, you know? Yeah. Like if you, depending what year yeah, you look like, up, is coffee healthy? Like yeah. it'll say, new study says coffee yeah, yeah, causes cancer. Yeah, yeah. And the next year it'll say, new study says coffee has, a, so nicotine's similar. A lot of benefits, a lot of, you know, things that aren't as good. But um, I think it's cigarettes that are bad. So it's interesting. There, I don't see anything on this saying nicotine is addictive. Well, if you get a, if you buy a, if you buy a pack of jewels or like, what do you call it? I don't know, vape or whatever the hell it is. Says in the box. I used to have one myself. I, I was, I thought it was kind of nice, but I'm like, then I'm like, this is the stupidest thing I ever had. What's that? Okay, this is a KR1 concentrate and cartridge bubbler. Okay. I'm not sure what that is. Um, I think it's for weed. Um, it says warning: intended for adult use only. Mm-hmm. Keep out of reach of children and pets. Sure. Not intended for nicotine or tobacco use. Oh. For use with legal concentrate only. So that means like weed. Yeah. Because weed's legal now. So how come, wait, why did it, you know, in some countries like California, states like California where I grew up, first they did medicinal marijuana. That, that was a, come on, that's all, we all know that was a big joke. Why, what, what, why didn't just, why did they go to medicinal <laughs> first? Why not just go straight to recreational? What are you, what are you yeah. waiting for, Mashiach? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, well basically medicinal is always like the easier case to make, right? So I think a lot of it has to do with the classification of drugs. So you have like class one, class two, whatever. So class one, I'll look it up. So, so basically when things are, uh, when things are class one drug, um, oh, schedule one, sorry. Yeah, schedule two is like Adderall. Schedule one. So this is, this is what it means. Uh, uh, here, United States, Controlled Substances Act. Um, so, in order for drugs to be placed in this schedule, here are the the three um, characteristics. Number one, the drug or other substance has a high potential for abuse. Number two, the drug or other substance has no currently accepted medical use in treatment in the United States. Number three is lack of accepted safety for use of drug or other substance under medical supervision. So, because of that, that's why it always goes to medical first. Mm-hmm. So, in, so schedule one is like the hardest class. So if something's in schedule one, they're saying there's no medical benefit mm-hmm. to using this product. What's in schedule one these days? Probably. Here's what's in it. Meth. Um, I see a bunch of things. Uh, there's a million things that I don't know how to pronounce <laughs> or I don't know what they are. Yeah. I'll, I'll, look, I'll read the ones that, um, <laughs> that look familiar to me. Um... I, I can't read these. Maybe there's a, maybe there's an easier one. Okay, heroin. Okay, makes sense. Okay, LSD. LSD does not make sense. Mm, not LSD is not. What were the, what were the categories here? It does not have a high potential of abuse, and it has medical usage. That's why, like, there, there's a lot of uh, companies right now on the forefront of psychedelic research. And their primary objective is to prove medical use. That's why these always these things will always go to medical first mm-hmm. to get them out of the schedule. But marijuana is still in Schedule One, even though it's been legal in many states for medical use. So obviously, there is medical use, uh-huh. but for some reason, they're keeping it in Schedule One. Well, who who makes these schedules? FDA or this is the government, and it's the it's the lobbying groups. So the the lobbying groups that want to keep. So probably Big Pharma, right? Mm-hmm. Big Pharma would be the, oh, the right. big lobbying group that would want to make sure that alternative drugs that they don't have a patent on are illegal. Mm-hmm. So they have heroin, LSD, marijuana, mescaline, MDMA, GHB, ecstasy, psilocybin, synthetic marijuana, quaaludes, cat, bath salts. And some of these might belong in that category, okay? Off the top of my head... Maybe heroin, maybe quaaludes. bath salts and Qu- quaaludes. Quaaludes are freaking crazy, I've heard. Yeah, that could be. But, like, they have marijuana and psychedelics on this, and they definitely don't deserve to be there. I would agree. I'd 100% agree with that. Marijuana is 
is uh, it just it's a little high for God's sake. Like we just want <laughs> to relax, man. You just want to sit back and relax, just, like smoke a joint, watch some cartoons, <laughs> or whatever. Have some like you know good munchies, popcorn, chips, soda, ice cream, whatever, yeah. whatever the hell your your munchies is, cookies. I don't know. But like, and then, and then how can you compare? How can you put marijuana the same schedule as heroin, the most it's, addictive it's drug crazy. In, the, in the world? It's really nuts. Um, and uh, and you have. So that's so that's schedule one. Uh, schedule two is abusing the drug can cause severe physical and mental addiction, but there is some accepted medical use with severe restrictions. Okay. Then you have schedule three and schedule four, like moderate, and schedule five is the lowest. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, I don't are are is all the schedules illegal or maybe they're maybe they're not. I don't know. Uh, I, I don't know if it's legal. I think, I think they ha- just have different controls. Like some things, like you could have a doctor can prescribe it, stuff like that. You know, so like benzodiazepines yeah. are on schedule four. Okay, so a doctor can prescribe it. Benzodiazepines are way more dangerous are, than like, anything like, like I just. Xanax. Yeah, yeah. Xanax, uh, clonopin. Like those are way more dangerous than than marijuana and psychedelics. Absolutely. But yet, those are on schedule one. Right. It's mess- it's messed up. Yeah, it's completely messed up. Completely, the whole, the whole, <laughs> the whole schedule is just—it's not in order. It's like you know, when you go to school, you have your class schedule. You got your, you got your, you got your math class, and you got your English class, and maybe you got your Torah class. But here, you got like that. You first, it's like you got your Torah class, and then you have your sex ed class right after. Like the schedule, the whole schedule is just doesn't make sense. It does How not. How would you put sense. marijuana, one of the most harm—I wouldn't say one of the most harmless, but arguably one of the most yeah. harmless drugs—right next to sitting next to in the same movie theater as heroin, the yeah. number one addictive drug uh-huh. in the world. Like, and I didn't even see cocaine on on that list. Like cocaine. It's on schedule one. Co- no, cocaine is schedule two. Because you know, cocaine started as a medical uh, right, anesthetic. Like the, it was all uh, yeah. Sigmund Freud. He, uh, yeah, he was dosing everybody with yeah, cocaine. He put in this water. Yeah, yeah it was weird. <laughs> it was weird. Uh, yeah, and then like amphetamine drugs are all Schedule Two. So Adderall's a schedule. Okay, so let me get this straight. Adderall Schedule Two. Yeah, you, you have eight-year-olds being put on Adderall, Concerta, Ritalin, whatever the hell it is. But that's a Schedule Two, two drug. But fentanyl Schedule Two. That, that, that has to be a mistake. I'm sorry. That's got to be a mistake. It's not a mistake. They are just wrong about all of this. Ex- like, yeah. Hence, uh, also, that's, that should be put in this my list of stuff here. Yeah. <laughs> I, I wrote down here, we are currently a fentanyl crisis. People are literally dying yeah. every single day. Yeah. Mo- like hundreds, if not thousands. Mm-hmm. It's really crazy. Um, yeah. It, it, it's, it's really dangerous out there. And, you know, I think a lot of it is because it's illegal. Um how about how about how about this? Um, since the war on drugs began, do you think more people have died directly from drugs or because of the war on drugs? Well, like I said before, look, because of the war on drugs, look how many people died trying to stop people like Al Capone, yeah, Pablo Escobar, El Chapo, yeah. You got the cartel shooting these people. You're sending troops from whatever country it might yep. be. I'm sure yep. Mexico. I, I I mean I, I don't know how. I don't know how I don't know how, what the corruption level of the Mexican government whether they're working with the cartel or not I'm sure there's some sort of corruption yep, there yep um, I, again I don't know but I'm sure like they're probably sending some of their police we're trying to stop and you got these shootouts and bombings that you see in the news yep like um, so yeah I think people are dying as the result of the more directly from the war on drugs absolutely I, I think that yeah yeah for sure I mean I think like first of all you have you know direct law enforcement conflict so if somebody is uh you know raided for drugs there's always the potential that you know someone's gonna get shot um like you said invading other countries engaging combat combat Mm -hmm. to try to obtain drugs and all that those theories i mentioned before about the cia actually introducing drugs in in places that that people have died from but also you know because the drugs are illegal there's not a lot of research being done in education on risks and harm reduction. So, um, you know, if you're if you're a university and you're you're doing like chemical analysis, so you can provide um, you know uh, health and safety assessment of like White Claw, right? Mm-hmm. So you can you can do it because White Claw is legal. Mm-hmm. You could obtain it. 
and you're and not they're, putting they're, your well, your the reputation. Right there. The that's still, true. Yeah, the warning's right there. And, and and if you want to do research on it, you're not putting your reputation on the line, you know. But if you want to do research on a substance that's considered to be illegal, you have to jump through a lot more hoops to even get that permission, and you're putting your your career on the line yeah. to even look into them. How would so you even get it to, to study, right? Yeah, you so there's very... It's very... Uh, no, I mean, they have they have more pure sources when they're getting it for the labs, but... I would hope the, so. But, but the, there is so much less research going on. So because of that, people are, are dying because they don't have proper education mm-hmm. on the actual risks of, of these substances. Um, also, the people that are doing the drugs... Uh, because of that stigma are hiding it. So if someone's an addict, they're not necessarily getting the help that they need mm-hmm. because it, it's illegal. So they don't want to admit to a drug usage problem because the they, might, arrest them. they yeah, might get arrested. arrested. So, yeah, exactly. You know, you have people dying because they're not getting help that they need. Great example. Let's say someone, I don't know, let's say uh, you got some poor schmuck who overdosed on crack, God forbid, and then he, he, he says, I'm starting to overdose. So he can either go to the hospital or let his heart beat him to death. But... What if he goes to the hospital and he goes he goes to jail? Yeah, he's already paranoid enough because he's so damn right. high. Like, yeah, you know. But uh, if let's say you, if, if you have an alcohol overdose, hospital's like, come right in. We'll help you. Come right in. Yeah, we'll help you. We'll, we'll get you your IV. We'll stop your shaking. Yeah, you know, we'll give you some benzos to calm you down. Yep. You know, that's like the pumpy full of legal the, drugs. Pumpy full of legal stuff. Give you some morphine <laughs> or whatever it is. Like that's okay. But like, I mean, you can't really overdose on marijuana. You probably just fall asleep. Yeah. Unless you get like, oh, I'm, oh, one thing I'm happy to is illegal K2, the spice, the synthetic marijuana. Uh-huh. There was no reason to, for that ever to be around. I've heard some horror stories. Yeah, people that, that people were like dropping dead all over there yeah, in like yeah, uh, Brooklyn or Queens like, think, uh, think, like a while yeah. ago, right? There's no reason for something like that to be around. Well, the reason it's around is because the actual substance was illegal, so they mm-hmm. kept making yeah. synthetic versions that were like a little bit off. I mean, you have it now a little bit, right? Because weed was illegal, so they made. So that so THC is delta nine, so they made delta eight. So and then so they started making delta seven, and I don't think there were any necessarily any health risks risks with those things. But same type of thing. It was like uh, whatever K two was supposed to mimic was illegal, so they they made a synthetic that was like off by whatever, but it ended up being very dangerous. Uh huh. Um. Yeah. It was also like also brings to the point. There's always going to be anytime you make something illegal. There's always going to be a way around it. One of I wrote a uh, key Mandel things. All <laughs> drugs, drugs will always be around in all places. Yeah. You might not see them in bright daylight, or some places you will, like New York City, where they're yeah. shooting up by the quote center. Yeah. Uh, but dr- there's always going to be <laughs> drugs, and people are always going to find a way but around it, it. But also, the center, in addition to being safer um, for the people doing it, it also keeps them out of the public. Because wouldn't you rather the people shooting up go to the center than do it on the, the Fifth steps Avenue or right outside your yeah, apartment? Yeah, absolutely. It's, you're right. Yeah. Of, of course, I would. It's a good point. Yeah. So it's not great, but like it's, it's still. It's, it's a start. It's yeah. a start. It's still better, but like you do get funny things, like when the White House is giving out like crack pipes and stuff, like. That was fucking crazy. Oh yeah, they, like, they were they, 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 they were giving out crap pipes. There was sorry, my phone Siri thinks I called her. Yeah. Um. Anyway, uh, so right. Well, there there was actually I was reading this on the news. They found cocaine in the White House. I thought that was hilarious. Yeah. So that was insane. That that is insane. Out of and, all, like, and I'm they don't. You, it's that's why my point. It's everywhere. But it's a but the the, the problem with that is not. Obviously, people in government do cocaine. The problem is there's so many people rotting in jail because they had some cocaine on them, mm-hmm. and they found some in the White House, and they don't even care whose it was. That's another thing. It's, it's crazy. What about how, what about everyone is a, what what is what do we call it? No one's above the law. Yeah. 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 Well, my yeah, right. And and and, and yeah. So Joe if, Biden. What if you want to Joe Biden was just like railing lines in the Oval Office? He might be. <laughs> he might be. Look, Joe Biden is on video saying. Anyone caught with a quarter size amount of crack cocaine will be locked up for 20 years or something like that. Uh-huh. Okay. Hunter Biden is on video doing a tremendous amount of crack, crack cocaine. Yeah, I saw that, yeah. So what, what's happening? Do, do you think Joe Biden has had a, a change of heart? Does he think that his drug policy was too harsh or does he just not give a fuck? Well, He's like 
protecting his family and that's it or for starters i'm not going to get too deep into joe biden because that's a whole another conversation <laughs> but when he's he, he's kind of unreliable because he says a lot of things and doesn't know where the hell he is what room he's in or who, <laughs> well, or who, he, or who he's even talking to <laughs> he doesn't even know who he's talking to sometimes he waits to dead people literally says, hi jackie she was dead so i don't i don't i mean i, I i'm not gonna get into the whole president blah 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 but um uh if he said that and yet his own son I've seen what was that whole laptop thing you see a picture of him smoking crack on his bed or something like that yeah yeah that's it's absurd so yeah it's, it's it was a big deal when you find cocaine in the white house but another thing when i heard thought when i first heard of it my first thoughts were wow it really is everywhere it won't it won't not it, it could be in uh, wall street could be in oh, well, the, Wall Street's full of well, drugs. Wall could, could be could be in your kids' school with the, some of the teachers. Yeah. Now, well, I mean, what's if it's in the White House? Where else? Where can't it be? Yeah, every person who was in the White House on January sixth, besides for one specific person, has been arrested. But. They can't figure out whose cocaine it is. Right. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wait, one person did get arrested on January 6th? Yeah, Ray Epps. Oh, yeah. Was he, was he like... Was, was, he, was he like... The, was the, he the guy dumb? who said, let's storm the Capitol. Yeah. The guy who said, we're going in. The guy who everyone around him started chanting, fed, fed, fed. That guy who whispered in someone's ear right before they pushed down the barrier and went into the Capitol. That guy is the only one who wasn't arrested. Was he part of the government? Was he a police officer? Or? He was definitely a fucking a, a fed. He was a fed. Okay. For sure he was. Okay. And they won't admit to it. And they, they've never brought him up on charges. And they've just avoided it. every question that comes up. That that whole thing was fucked. I mean, that's a whole different conversation. Yeah, to- but Totally, yeah, yeah. But I'm saying they're able to track down every person who was in the White House and arrest them. But they can't figure out whose cocaine, cocaine it was. was yeah. What, what 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 did they say it was in the West Wing, right? Well, for once they said it was in the West Wing. Yeah, once they said it was in the library. Library, yeah, yeah. So they can't figure out where it was. I mean, that's just I find it. So first of all, that's a little funny. I mean, it's hilarious that hilarious. first of all, <laughs> it's it's a fucking powder in a bag that people use of their their own free will. And no one's forcing them to. And people are literally rotting in prison because of it, mm-hmm. and they find it in the White House, and they just don't care. Yeah, that's see, see, that's exactly the war on drugs is stupid. Yeah, <laughs> the only people that, that's why I said who's be- that's why I wrote in my notes who's benefiting here: the rich, the government, the cartel, your average citizens. Cross that out because they're certainly not. Yeah, um, who is benefiting other than the cartels and big pharma? Big pharma, yeah. And then I and then I think so. I wrote to myself here. I personally think it started way before Nixon coined the term. Oh, it did for sure. I think the my opinion. I say perhaps during the prohibition in the nineteen twenties. Mm-hmm. Example, like I said before, Al Capone. Like the dude was probably a billion multi billionaire in our time. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, it, it's always going to be the substance. When you call it addiction, no, no, there's addiction, and then there's substance use. Everyone wants a good getaway once in a while, and yeah. it's going to be around whether it's a form of a beverage or in the form of a uh, uh, of smoking or in the form yeah. of a powder. It's Do you know that during around. prohibition, people would make alcohol using um, I forget what it w- it was something that they were able to refine and and turn into alcohol. Oh yeah, they do that in jail. The government poisoned that whatever that was so that people that actually drank that fucking died because they're fucking crazy so is that a fact that is a fact Shit. that the government poisoned this this uh ethyl substance i forget exactly what it was that they refined into, like into ethanol or like yeah you know they, they were able to refine it into something they were able to drink probably yeah. wasn't the safest thing to begin with but the government poisoned that and people died from it and so that's why to me I think the government still has been doing that shit with the war on drugs. I think they have been, um, you know, introducing things to certain communities and, and jailing them and killing them and using it as as a reason. You know, the, you know, the Patriot Act post 9-11. Uh, so isn't that what they like? I know they search secured, and seizure. Yeah, search and seizure. But then they do, oh, you know, racist you're profiling. Well, that, that I mean, there was the part of it was was profile. But did you know that it's been mostly used for drug prosecution? And over 75, it says less than 1% of warrants issued under this act were for terrorism. Over 75% were for drugs. 
There you go. War on drugs. Back at it. It's crazy. It's, 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 it's like the Patriot cost, Act is for terrorism. Yeah. And they used it for fucking drugs again. It's costing more money. Costing <laughs> money. It's crazy. More agents paying by the hour. Like, you, you know. And, you know, you know, since we're... Sorry. Speaking of which, anyway, so now let's get to something that 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 I don't know if it's still ongoing. I haven't done more research on it, but opioid crisis. Yes, I did want to talk about the opioid crisis. Huge problem within its own. Okay. Uh, We we briefly touched on it, but basically, for years, uh, at least until the past few years, since people started taking it seriously, people. what, what, What was it like? It was the the Rust Belt, I think. Uh-huh. When people were dying, like people, we got these people in their 60s and 70s, maybe 50s, arguably. It is so, from what I've heard, I think I once, I once, I once went to, I don't know if I, remember I used to go to those rock concerts. Uh-huh. So I went to, um, I went to see a day to remember once. It was a really awesome okay. concert. Nice. Sold out. After I left that concert, I went home and I woke up the next morning. I'm like, oh, my leg hurts a little bit. Then I went to the subway. I couldn't walk. I'm like, what the hell? My leg really hurts. So after work, I got home and I looked at my leg. I tore a muscle from. I had a little. I, I had a little too much fun. Okay. <laughs> so I, I couldn't walk. I go to urgent care and I say hi. Okay, laugh it off. I, I I went to a concert. I got too drunk and I hurt myself. Um, what can you do for me? What do I do besides ice you? Because I'm in pain and I literally can't sleep. She says, All right, I'll give you. I, I she, she she first of all she looked at my leg. It was a she because I was desperate. I needed someone to give me. <laughs> some sort of, uh, I, I I was in so much pain. I I, I didn't care. I, I didn't care. I seriously, I didn't care. It was on my upper leg. <laughs> so, so she 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 goes to me. What did you do? What, what were you intoxicated? I'm like, yes, <laughs> duh. So she gave me. Um, I think it was acetaminophen, um, hydrocodone, like a little bit. It's it's basically Advil with a touch of hydrocodone, and it helped. And then the thing was, I realized after I finished, I'm like, damn, that stuff felt pretty good. So I started googling at a whole dose of like oxycodone. I saw reports of it is extremely addicting. Yeah. As is, like, you got Dilaudid and you got morphine. And then, so, back to the opioid crisis, you got doctors prescribing these people who are, yeah, sure, maybe they're in pain, give or take, but I don't know if opioids is the answer because these people were dying by the numbers. Yeah. So, and then, but that was okay by the government. Yeah. Because it had a prescription on it. Yeah. And a lot of times, I don't think they're dying from the actual prescription but the because the withdrawals or something exactly because they well a lot of times they uh, they would you know prescribe it for two weeks right whatever so you're not going to die but after two weeks you still need it and they're not going to give it to you so now you're going to the drug dealers and get heroin the drug dealers are going to give you heroin they're going to give you pills that might be laced with fentanyl mm-hmm. um and you're just going to keep taking it in increased amounts until you've taken it beyond a, a limit where that might be fatal um, you know, and what they're giving you, what the doctor's prescribing isn't necessarily fatal, but at least back in the day when, when they first started becoming big, they were being promoted as non-addictive mm. and they were very addictive. Is, is that, I, I never looked at the commercials. Well, it's like, you know, when you see like, they see those commercials, like warning, the, please talk to your doctor about it. This might cause, this uh, now like, they do. Now they do. But you're saying before they used to advertise like. I don't know, morphine or like uh, oxycodone be like, oh, if you're in pain, don't know what to do, take oxycodone. It's like um, uh, <laughs> it's like Red Bull. Like, oh, don't you're tired, don't know what to do, take drink a Red Bull. That's on its way, by the way. Could it be something poisonous? By I'm sure that's on its way too. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's Big, wild. Like, co- yeah. Um, I don't know. Look, look up like opioid advertising in like the '90s <laughs> or 2000s or something. Yeah, I I uh, I'm not finding it now, but I I do think that. It was being promoted as as non-addictive, um, but I'm 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 having a hard time finding it now. Um, clinicians at Pearson, yeah, uh, yeah. People can can look it up on their own time. But uh, let me ask you. Um, so, you know. We have we have these uh, this opioid crisis. Still in it, right? I'm sure. We have this draconian war on drugs that is not helping at all. It, it's probably making it worse because mm-hmm. people are buying on the street, you know, Where laced go? Uh, no substances. What, like I said, no matter what, people are going to buy. Yeah. Like, yeah. So what what do you think is um, a better approach? What how how do you think we can get out of the crisis? Like what what do you think could be helpful? I think. Th- 
you know what? I take back what I said earlier. I asked you why, what's the point of medical, but now I'm starting to see it. So medical marijuana was legal first. Clearly, it did more good than harm, right? And actually, people who have cancer, actually, yeah. it takes away the pain. Actually, um, I'll, I'll say that a lot of the, the research around um, psychedelic drugs has, has been proven to be very effective at stopping addictions. So people who are addicted to certain substances... If they're given a dose of uh, a psychedelic with uh, a guided therapist, mm-hmm. they're able to actually uh, get a r- off of that addiction. Mm-hmm. Um, I just read it in this book, How to Change Your Mind by Michael Pollan, uh, and it shows to be very effective. So that might be a, a good route. Obviously, it's not possible while it's illegal, um, but, but that's one thing. But I wanted to hear what, what you thought. I wrote down here, right over here, why legalize marijuana but not other drugs such as psychedelics? Yeah. I'm not saying, yeah, man, let's go legalize crack and let's go legalize meth, although technically Adderall chemically is really right next to methamphetamine. So that's sure is. separate, also a separate conversation. But yeah. like, um, I, I've, like, so I've, I've seen people who have seizures or something like that, they microdose them, or a good way to get off alcohol, but they microdose them with a little bit of some sort of psychedelic and it calms you down and makes you feel better. I'm not saying go throw three tabs of acid in your mouth. No, 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 no. Like people with microdose, it helps them feel better. Yeah. Right? Um, so, absolutely. Like psychedelics, didn't Oregon decriminalize them? Oregon decriminalized a lot of things. Yeah. And I'm very eager to see what happens. This could be the testing ground, but there's a lot of crazies there. I was so. going to say, they have, a, they have a, a lot of problems. They, they got, like, problems. encampments there. Of people, yeah. like, they got, like, anti-cop places there. Yeah, didn't, uh, wasn't that where the Chaz place was? Something like that, yeah. Like, don't come here if you're a police or get the hell out of here, you, you know, cop-pick cop, murderer or something like that. Well, yeah, well, they were, like, protesting about, like, uh, like the uh, authoritarian yeah. government, so they created their own... Their own boundaries and became them, yeah. authoritarian within those boundaries. Yeah. So yeah. I don't understand what their what their point was. I, I don't really know what's up with that either. But <laughs> there there is a lot of crazy stuff going on there. It makes sense why that would be the first place to uh, decriminalize something like that. Yeah. But I know if you'll correct me if I'm wrong, maybe when you look at your computer, didn't a country was a Portugal that decriminalized all drugs? Period. Is that is that the case? I believe so. And then also South America. I'm sorry, that's a separate thing. Um, yeah, wow. Five years after, Portugal's drug decriminalization policy shows positive results. There you go. Street no. drug-related deaths from overdoses drop and the rate of HIV cases crashes. I don't know what This is from 2009. Oh, because sharing needles. That's this is outdated. So if this was five years after, that means this happened in 2004, I would want to see a more recent yeah. article to actually say anything. Let's see. Exactly. Uh, Portugal, 2022, freedomhouse.org. Let's see what they say. What the hell is freedomhouse.org? Uh, it looks like they rate countries by how free they are. And Portugal gets mm-hmm. a 95% rating of freedom, which is pretty good. Um, let's see. Drugs. Not even there. Well, don't Don't get it. Okay. Uh, that seems like if they have a 96%, that would be one of the things. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. All right. Here's another thing. Uh, all right. One more thing. Here's Substack. Critics of drug decrim and forced treatment. Uh, they're talking about organs. Americans love to talk about and argue over Portugal's model for drug decriminalization. After 20 years, researchers have concluded that Portugal's drug decrim is rife with contradictions and ambiguities. Meaning what? <laughs> what does that mean? That it sounds like things are unclear. <laughs> that drug policy has historically oscillated between public order and public health. Tough and smart. Okay. Um, so it sounds like we need to do more research on this topic. Right, right. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I, I definitely want to look into that. So if Portugal is completely decriminalized, and it's been 20 years. They should have interesting results. So yeah, 20 years is a long time. Yeah, I'd be interested to see what those are. I'll, I'm going to do more research later. As will I. Um, now, here's here's another question. Yeah. So, South America's got a tropical climate, right? Now, there's a few questions I have about that. In Colombia, the cocaine or coca plant grower capital of the world, uh-huh. is it, you know, it's technically legal to have 
not only the plant, but the actual powder substance itself on you. So, so a certain amount, you're allowed to have it, and you're in allowed Columbia? to... Yes. Look it up right now. You're allowed to have a little bit on you, and you're allowed to even use it. Like, kind of like here with weed. You're allowed to have a certain amount of pot on you here, and you're allowed to even, you know, just say, like, just don't do it in front of kids, really. Um, what do you got? What do you got? Legal status of cocaine. In Colombia. Uh, or Peru, even. Colombia. Uh... Wait, oh, Columbia has an O. <laughs> Legal up to one gram. Yep. Isn't that crazy? The possession. Possession. Sale and transport is illegal, but cultivation is legal. To grow it, right? Wow. Isn't that crazy? Is that because, it, is it, well, I mean, they have acres and acres and acres and acres. I mean, that's where they, that's a, it comes from there, Bolivia and um, Peru, I believe. Because I watched the show. That's how I know. Interesting. Yeah. Um, all right. I wanted to ask you. One more question, which is, um, what's your background? How did you get interested in this topic? Well, I watched Narcos. <laughs> <laughs> and, I was, and I was thinking to myself, I saw all these, because it's a pretty, action. I'm a, I like action TV shows. Uh-huh. I'm like, on Netflix, I watch Narcos, I'm like, damn, that show is crazy. And then, and then a couple of years, was a year and a half or two years ago, El Chapo, they brought, they had to extradite him in. Why does America got to be the country that brings all these big guys in? <laughs> Why doesn't their own damn government arrest the guy who's causing and trafficking all these drugs? Why yeah. does it got to be U.S.? Why does, US gotta, why does the U.S. and the CIA, what's his name, As Agent Murphy was the guy? Yeah. Why do they, they got to go get Pablo Escobar? illegal here so that it empowers gangs in South America, and then instead of just... Making it legal here will go send troops to o- go over there to find the people that are making it and and spend our money to send people and there. kill one guy yeah. and still it like it's not gonna stop it at all. No, you just because they killed the like you think just well just because they killed the the head of the guy the organization is gonna stop with the exception of maybe I don't know Al Qaeda or ISIS because they're like kind of little to none now. Uh, we could have another topic podcast about that. Sure, yeah. yeah. I, uh, I, don't, I, I have a similar issue there. I, mean, like, like, I don't think like killing one person really solves that problem. But. Right, right. Well, what about like when you kill a dictator? Like when you ki- like it took a while when they, when they when well, okay, well, Hitler killed himself in his bunker, or let's say Mussolini, like or uh, um, what's Saddam Hussein, right? When they when uh-huh. the U.S. killed him, his his reign finally stopped, or it took a while. Took a while for it to dismantle, as any organization would like. Soviet Union, well, what, right? Well, so yeah, I gotta look at what what was spent in terms of money and and lives to get Saddam Hussein, and what the reward has been. Is it is it actually positive? Well, I'm not. Well, that's that's a separate conversation. But what I'm saying is, well, first of all, I don't know the answer to that. Number one, number two, separate conversation. But let's say they go after, like they go after Pablo Escobar, his whole. Someone, someone's going to take the throne, regardless. Yeah. Someone's going to take the throne, but that his actual tree and his actual crew—they're all, they all, you know, they're, they're who's their leader now. Like, so what happens is like someone's going to take the territory, right? You ever watch what's a TV show? You ever watch Breaking Bad? Yeah. yeah. Eventually, Breaking Bad's the best show. It ever. is one of my favorite shows of all time. Brad Cranston did a great job. So eventually, like he, he was this high school teacher, low class guy. He knew he had a very big town, know how to manufacture methamphetamine to the perfection. It was ninety nine point ninety nine percent purity or some some number like that. And then he, eventually, he kept raising the ropes. We kept raising to the rising to the ranks of the top. And he wasn't satisfied until he was a top, top, top guy. And then, bam! He finally, eventually, like we got um, all these leaders and like hitler stalin uh all these people eventually you know the only fan the only people in the world only reign in the world that hasn't been taken down yet are the kims think about it um i mean i don't know if that's factual uh, but for sure they uh have not been taken down you're saying as far as dictators that uh, dictators like wise, long-lasting yeah. dynasties yeah they're still um, at it i mean they're there's no other dictatorial dynasties, huh? Is that the case? Not that I can think of. I mean, that's what, one of their secrets is keep it in the family. Hmm. It's just like it's just for argument's sake. Regarding like when Pablo Escobar was taken down, his his the Medellin cartel was pretty much, I think it was eradicated. And then just because El Chapo was taken down, maybe his son will take over or something like that. But either way, there's always going to be someone to, to going to take that throne. <laughs> But this wouldn't happen if 
this wouldn't happen. People wouldn't be feeding the cartel. People wouldn't be buying from the cartel if we just had it regularly. Yeah. Like I'm sure when we when we became legal in this country or for most of the states that have it. Yeah. I probably you can't tell me that it didn't hurt the cartel. Of course. Why go to the streets? I mean, I can just look at alcohol. As, as soon yeah. as alcohol became re-legalized, the the mafia. I mean, they already were very powerful, so they right. were able to keep going with their other pursuits with yeah, gambling yeah. and prostitution yeah. and, and drugs. Right. But as far as alcohol, like you could walk into a grocery store and, and buy a six pack of beer. Yeah. You could walk into a liquor store and buy alcohol. Buy this? There's no danger yeah. involved. No one's going to shoot you. You, you, you go, you get the product you want. You give them money. They give it to you. It's not mixed with fentanyl. Mm-hmm. Like it <laughs> there's has, like, it has, it has ingredients. It has a warning label. Tells you to recycle right over there. <laughs> it's got everything you need. Like it's, it's amazing that we've gone through prohibition We've come out the other side and said, well, that was a fucking bad idea. It didn't help anybody. Yeah. Maybe, the, maybe the government, maybe the only person <laughs> help was the mafia. Yeah. yeah. And, and we still, like, aren't, like, completely legalizing drugs, which is, to me, it's the same argument. But, yeah, whatever. Akiva, we are getting towards the end of our time. I want right. to thank you again for joining me. My pleasure. Before thank you leave, what is one thing, if you had to choose one thing that you want me and all of our listeners to know about the war on drugs? Don't buy drugs from the streets. <laughs> now I know. Don't buy drugs from the streets. You want to get high? Just go to a store. Buy a six pack of beer. Go buy a pot. Thanks, dude. Go relax. <laughs> <laughs>